What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris LaValley. We have an exciting midweek show for you all this week, but before we can get into it, we got to pay the bills and talk about our buddies over at Prize Picks. And just in time for the football season, we here at the Takeover Sports Network have teamed up with our buddies at Prize Picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers, new users that deposit you the promo code Takeover will receive 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks is the fun and easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times. In any entry, Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including rebound, uh, points, rebounds, assists, three points, made fantasy points, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks also allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Steph Curry's points combined with the under on Tom Brady's passing yards in the same entry. Prize Picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play. And entries can be made in six seconds or less. It is that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks and don't forget to use the promo code Takeover so that they know that we sent you that as Prize Picks promo code Takeover. And let's get right into the show. So I talked about it uh, the other day that I really wanted to get into uh, the the Brock Purdy and uh, Tom Brady storylines that are kind of going all over the place. So I figured I'll start off. We'll talk about Brock Purdy and then the rumors that are swirling about the possibility of Tom Brady maybe. Go heading to San Francisco at the end of this season. So here's the deal. Brock Purdy has kind of come out of nowhere and turned into a stud in the NFL. I mean, I, I don't think that it's hyperbole to say I wouldn't call him a superstar yet, but he's certainly a star. He's definitely somebody that uh, that the media is he's become a media darling. Everyone's talking about him. And it's kind of hard not to like the guy. If you if you've listened to some of his post game um, post game comments, he had an interview with Aaron Andrews after the uh, the dom- the domination that that the 49ers did over the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was very poised, very humble. He was kind of just the type of guy that you want to have as your quarterback for somebody who is who was was Mister Irrelevant. I mean, that's what you call the last draft pick. Um, you know, he's really turned into somebody in very short order that I think a, a lot of a lot of people would love to have as their starter. So if you look at if you look at Brock Purdy's number, so against the Dolphins last uh, last week or technically two weeks ago, in relief um, of the uh, off of the the injury that Jimmy G suffered, he was twenty five of thirty seven for two hundred and ten yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Against the Bucs this past weekend, he was 16-21 for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and he also added a rushing TD as well. So he's 1-0 as a starter. He's 2-0 if you count last week's win against Miami, which I think you should because Jimmy didn't play very much of that game. So if you count both of those, he's 2-0. So for his career so far, 395 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and he's completing 71% of his passes. If you look at the 49ers' remaining schedule, it gets very interesting because realistically speaking, this team could go four and zero, and I think at worst, they're going to end up three and one. So they battle; they're going to go against the Seahawks on Thursday night football, which we're going to touch on. I'm going to give my prediction for that game in a little bit. Then they play the Commanders. Then they go to to Vegas to play the Raiders, and then they close out against the Cardinals. And we already know what happened the other night on Monday night football with with unfortunately with the injury that. Kyler Murray suffered. So they're going to be facing off against, as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, you're going to be facing off a Geno Smith that's starting to come back to earth. You're facing Heineke, who you really don't know what what you're going to get from Heineke. The commanders, although they are in the playoff hunt, 
I still don't necessarily buy them 100%. The Raiders are completely out of it at this point. You know, they may be playing for a con, you know, certain players may be playing for contracts, but at the end of the day, the Raiders really haven't been all that good all season. They've been about as inconsistent as anybody. And the Cardinals without Kyler Murray are just, they're just nothing. So I really do think that there's a, there's a really good shot that the 49ers could go 4 0. Although, if you want to say that, they, you know, they maybe they lose Thursday night in Seattle or, Potentially, maybe the commanders play their best game of the season and they, you know, the 49ers slip up against the commanders. But like I said, at worst, I think they go three and one. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because then if you're going to, you're going to look at the fact that at worst, the 49ers are going to be a three seed heading into the playoffs with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Now, there's the chance that Jimmy G may be able to come back, according to Adam Schefter. He might be able to come back if, if the 49ers make it to the NFC championship game. But even still, even if they don't, if they go three and one, let's say they're the three seed, and Purdy wins a Purdy wins in both the wild card round and he wins a divisional round game. He wins two playoff games. You go into the offseason, and now you do have a quarterback controversy. Kyle Shanahan's gonna have to figure this out. Are you I mean, we already know they're not gonna stick with Jimmy G. So Jimmy's out of it. I mean, he's he may again, he may start if they make it to the NFC championship game. And if they make it to the Super Bowl, maybe he's a Super Bowl starter. But after this season, I think we can all just except the fact that Jimmy G is no more. He, he will no longer be a San Francisco 49er. So then you look at the fact that you have Trey Lance, who's waiting in the wings. But now you have Brock Purdy, who I understand that Trey Lance is, we have a very, very small sample size from Trey Lance. But I would make an argument that what we've seen from Brock Purdy has been more impressive than what we've seen from Trey Lance. I mean, I, I really have not. I wanted the 49ers to draft Trey Lance. I thought Trey Lance was a stud in college. I thought he was a great pickup for the 49ers. But I have been much more impressed by the short sample size of what I've seen from Purdy than what I've seen from Trey Lance. And I think Purdy is actually the future. Now, I say all of this to bring in the Tom Brady aspect of this. So here's the deal with Brady. So rumors have been swirling over the past couple of weeks that Brady could end up in San Francisco or New England. But I'm focusing the New England one. I kind of think is a little far fetched. I really want to focus on the San Francisco thing because it's where he's from. There have been reports that he's always wanted to play for his hometown team, and his contract with the Buccaneers is up at the end of this year. So, here's the question: What do the 49ers do? Do they go out and do they go get Tom Brady? Do they say, you know what, we have the opportunity to get the goat? He's going to come in on a well-established offense arguably the the best to the second best defense in football you can argue it either way i'm not i'm not gonna you know it, to me i think they're the best defense right now in football but if you want to say the jets are that's fine i'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you you bring tom brady into this brady could win another super bowl without i mean this team is set up very similarly to the way the bucks were two years ago when brady went to tampa bay they had an established offense they had an excellent defense and all you needed was a quarterback who wasn't going to turn the ball over. Now, the 49ers already have quarterbacks that don't turn the ball over. Jimmy G does not turn the ball over, and neither does Brock Purdy, at least not from what we've seen so far. So if Purdy plays clean the remainder of the season, like yeah, maybe he'll throw another pick, maybe he'll throw two picks. But for the most part, if he plays at worst, if he, if he averages two to three touchdowns a game and maybe throws one or two more interceptions total for the remainder of the season, what do you do if you're the 49ers? Do you just put Purdy on ice and say, well, we'll keep developing him and we'll see what, what we can do with him down the road? Do you use him as trade bait? If he's really good, do you use him to 
try and, and beef up your, your O-line maybe or beef up that defense even further while going after Tom Brady. I mean, there's just there's so many options for this team that I I'm really starting to wonder if the 49ers are actually going to to reach out and go get Brady. Because I think it's I'm look, if I like I said, I love the Brock Purdy storyline. I hope Purdy starts the remainder of the season. Hell, I hope Purdy's able to make it to the Super Bowl because I think that would be one of the best stories in football. This kid comes out of nowhere, just come last pick of the draft. It's like Tom Brady all over again. You got an injury to to the starter. To well, technically Jimmy G wasn't the starter, but you know what I mean. You have an established veteran that gets injured. All of a sudden, somebody who was and just completely forgotten about comes in, is able to step in to a Kyle Shanahan offense, and just game manage his way to the Super Bowl. And and then if he wins it, I mean that's a, that's just a whole other ball of wax that I don't even want to get into. But the storyline around Brock Purdy is incredible. But imagine if Brady comes into this offense, comes into this team next season. I mean, the storyline for that is even is even more insane. So it's just for me, it's it's trying to figure out what is the best move for the 49ers because I really don't know what it is. You guys can leave, you know, let me know in the comments on YouTube or let me know on Twitter at LaValleyCH on Twitter. Let me know what you think. Because like I said, I could go either way. I think the story around Brock Purdy is really cool. It's a really cool story. But it would be pretty incredible to see Brady go to another team, especially a loaded roster like the 49ers, and find himself back in the Super Bowl at almost 50 years old. Especially doing it in front of his home hometown fans for the team that he rooted for as a kid. And I know a lot of people are just exhausted with the Tom Brady storyline. Everyone wants him to retire, and I get that. But it's just it's really, really interesting to to think about the possibilities of Brady actually continuing continuing on in this in his career and going to such an excellent roster like the 49ers. All right, so moving on, we got to talk Thursday night football real quick, and then we're going to wrap this up. So for Thursday night football, the 49ers are taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. As it stands right now, the 49ers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. The Seahawks desperately need this game to remain in the wild-card hunt. They've dropped three of their last four. Geno Smith has started to fall back to earth a bit as the season's progressed. The Seattle defense has been falling apart as of late. They're giving up an average of 28-and-a-half points per game over their recent slide. So this is a must-win for the Seahawks. I mean, the the NFC wild card is inc- is just insanely stacked right now. And the Seahawks losing last week actually helped out both the Giants and the Commanders because they've got that tie. That tie actually helps out both teams in, in a tremendous fashion. So coming into this week, this is a must win for the Seahawks. They have to have this game. I, In my opinion, if they lose this game, their season's done. They're not making the postseason. Their schedule is much too difficult if you look ahead at their schedule, it there's no way the Seahawks can survive losing this game to San Francisco. With that being said, I, look, the 49ers to me are riding high given given what we've already discussed. I like the 49ers in this game. I, they're clearly the better team. They have a much better coach. And dare I say Brock Purdy's a better quarterback than Geno Smith. I know that that may sound blasphemous. Look, Geno, Geno's had a lot more snaps in the NFL than, than Brock Purdy, and I get that. But all I've seen so far is a poised kid 
doing what he's got to do in order to win football games over the past two weeks. And what I've seen lately from Gino, look, Gino started off like a rocket this season. No one expected it, especially me, expected him to play as well as he has. However, he has been making some of like those old school mistakes that we noticed when he was a jet, when he was just forcing the ball into double and triple coverage. We've no, we've seen that the past couple of weeks. So if Gino doesn't clean it up and is and is forcing the issue a lot more, this this Giants defense is not going to be forgiving. And and I just given the fact that it's a short week, I just I like the 49ers. I think the 49ers, I would if you're betting on this game, I would take the 49ers minus the three and a half. I think that is an absolutely safe bet. I know it's a division rival. I know it's a division game. Those games end up being closer. It's a Thursday night game, so it might be a little low scoring. Either way, I just think this has the 49ers win written all over it. So, again, I would take the 49ers minus the three and a half. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this very brief midweek edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. I am Chris LaValle. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please, if you haven't already, check us out. Uh, This podcast is up on Apple and on Spotify, so be sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so you can you don't just have to check us out on, on YouTube. You can also check us out, like I said, wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to download those. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you know when we release all the other great content that we have for you, uh, that we have from the network, uh, which is covering a whole bunch. Of, this is an awesome time to tune into the Takeover Sports Network. We've got plenty of college football talk with the playoffs coming up and with bowl, uh, the Bulls the bowl weekends and, and championship weekends coming up. So be sure, like I said, be sure to hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. So you know exactly when an episode drops and that's it. That's all I have for you this week. Hope you all be well, stay safe. I'll talk to y'all again on Sunday.